Hello, and welcome to the 10th episode of Filling in the Blanks. 10? Yeah, 10. Oh. A, a movie review podcast with my father. I'm your host, M, and this is my dad. You want to say hi? Hi. That's Ned. So, this podcast is all about watching a movie and trying to remember it to give you guys our review. And yes, this is, yes, this is all recorded from the living room couch with my dad laying down. Can you confirm? That's correct. Yeah, this is our 10th episode. Can you believe it? No. What do you think we should do for the occasion to celebrate? Uh, cake. Are you going to make a cake? No, I don't like cake. Okay. So nothing? We're just going to sit in silence to celebrate the fact that we've made it to 10 episodes without killing each other? Uh, it's been close. It's been close. So now that we're really 10 episodes in, do you think you would be open to maybe some recommendations from our listeners? Absolutely. Okay. Unless it's for a two-year-old, then no. <laughs> Uh, so you don't want to watch Rugrats in Paris. <laughs> I'm going to have to do a hard pass on that. I'm so sorry, Val. Sorry, Val. <laughs> All right. We will definitely take some movie recommendations. Unfortunately, we'll not do children's movies, apparently. Unless I up my dosage of edibles. Okay. But we will watch your recommendations, so... Email us or tweet us, and we'll look at your recommendations and, and maybe give those a watch. I'm banned from Twitter. He's banned from Twitter, so he will not see your recommendations, but I will. I can confirm them and okay. run them. What's that word? Um, when you have when you have someone look over something? You can, uh, I don't know. And I'll show your recommendations to my father. Okay. Okay. So, what was the movie that we watched last night that we want to get into? Hmm. Um, Nowhere to Hide? No. I, I, you're, I mean, essentially. You want me to just tell you? Yeah, tell me. It's called Leave No Trace. <laughs> I wasn't even close. I mean, conceptually you were close, but... Okay. Actually, when you look at the words, no, you were not close at all. No, words weren't close. Okay. But I will read a quick movie summary like I always do, just to give a little bit more insight into the movie that we watched. So, Leave No Trace 2018. A father and daughter live a perfect but mysterious existence in Forest Park, a beautiful nature reserve near Portland, Oregon, rarely making contact with the world. But when a small mistake tips them off to authorities, they're sent on an increasingly erratic journey in search of a place to call their own. Very touching. Mm -hmm. So for our review, we always try to cover important topics like plot, writing, acting, visuals, sound, and can go through those one by one. But we must start with the very important question, Dad, will you spoil? No. No. We're not going to spoil this movie. Why? Because it's. I think it's worth watching. Hmm. So, a maybe positive outlook on it. Mm-hmm. But also, I know we're not 
Rotten Tomatoes, but this does have a pretty good Rotten Tomato score, and we'll get mm-hmm. into that in a little bit. But this is a really uh, uh, interesting plot about survival, living out off the grid, but also about you know dealing with mental illness, mm-hmm. and and also there's that theme of of finding home, trying to find where you right. really belong. What do you think of all those things? I think a lot of about those things. <laughs> You're constantly thinking about living in nature? No. Then why? What do you mean? Well, I just think about, you know, home. Home? And what home... What does home mean to you? It means different things to everybody. Yeah, but what what does it mean to you? It means the place I keep my couch. Uh, couch is home? Yeah. Sorry, you want to I'm talk kidding. about who's in this movie? Yeah, we can talk about who's in this movie. Okay, Ryan Gosling. He's not in it. Oh, what's the name of the star? <laughs> it's a Ben Foster. Oh, Ben Foster, that's right. I confuse those two. And you like him a lot, right? I think he's good. No other comment? Well, um, no, I don't think so. He's good. He's been um, good in other movies. And then the daughter is Thomasin McKenzie, and I really like her. She's great. She was very good. Yeah, she was really good. She was good. exceptional. Yeah. She really carried the movie. Yeah. I I think of that about a lot of instances. Like, movies are really pivotal on whether they're, like, child actors are good or not. You, you oh. know what I mean? I, I don't know what you mean. Like, think of, you know, Room with Brie Larson. Uh-huh. Um, the little kid, he was so great, you know? Yeah, but she was really good no she was really good as well but she, she i was just carried, saying that like it was good but she carried that movie yeah. whereas ben foster um as much as i like him i, I it was a very unusual role he played mm-hmm. in this movie why why is it unusual well he only spoke like three lines the whole time i think <laughs> yeah he didn't he wasn't much not, of a talker. Not a, not a lot of dialogue with it. And so it was interesting. Yeah, well, I think a lot of his individual performance was really about, like, internalization. Because the whole story of him, and this is kind of not getting into details, is that he much. has PTSD yeah. because he is a veteran. Right. Basically saying is that a lot of his performance was internalized and about the emotions that he was feeling rather than speaking lines or dialogue. Can you... Oh, yeah. I should say all of that again because you're stupid and fucking <laughs> candy is <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, what were you saying? A lot of Ben Foster's performance was then internalized and about his emotions rather than dialogue. Okay, yeah. That, that was the point I was making. Yeah, I agree. And... Then on contrast, Thomas and Mackenzie, Mackenzie's character, Tom, is the communicative one. But he, I mean, that's a lot about his character is his inability right. to communicate. And her character as well, but, <clears throat> excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if neither one talked, it would be a silent movie. That is how movies work, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And it wasn't that I didn't like his performance. I, you know, his performance mm-hmm. was was fine, and and he uh, he pulled it off very well. But without her, his performance wouldn't mm-hmm. be anything. 
Yeah, and I also think that this movie is really about, you know, being atmospheric. You know, nature, nature sounds, those long shots of the mm. wild mm. is definitely the style of this movie. So it's more slow and really less. Yeah, it's definitely a slower paced movie. Mm-hmm. This is no Jason Statham movie. <laughs> no. I was actually looking up the director um, and also writer, Deborah Granick. Apologies if I'm mispronouncing that. But I bring this up because she made another movie not too long ago with Jennifer Lawrence called Winter's Bone, which oh. is also about kind of being in the wild, specifically mm-hmm. the Ozark Mountains. Okay. And trying to find her father, so or something along those lines. But yeah. that's definitely seems to be a theme in her work of okay. combining outdoors and also family Interesting. drama. Yeah. Makes you think, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So So the, yeah, what that kind of also goes off of, you know, sound a very subtle, you know, soundtrack. And I believe the score was also made by a person who worked on Winter's Bone. So mm-hmm. has that same atmospheric tone to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the clicking of the tongue mm-hmm. is from the movie. <laughs> that's how they communicated. They clicked their tongues. All right. Yep, that's it. That's it. Are we going to start mm-hmm. talking like that? No, you just do that to acknowledge each other. Okay. <laughs> Just a throwaway mention that we have not talked about before is kind of production companies. And Mm -hmm. this movie was produced by Bleecker Street, which is a production company that I always like. That's good. Yeah. Something I noted. Okay. Yeah. Was there any other things that you liked or disliked about this movie? Cinematography was good. Yeah. Staging was good. Yeah. Um... Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, you know, what I liked about it was a movie that really made you think about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies we watch, you know, you really don't think about anything. <laughs> watch it. And yeah. It's exciting or funny or it's not. But this mm-hmm. one had a lot of, lot of la- layers of things to think about from PTSD and mental health mm-hmm. to, you know, what, what is home and, and you know, what, you know, what's the role of like a father and daughter father and daughter providing and, for your kids, you know, where, where do, what's the straw that breaks the camel's back. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots and lots of things to, to think about in this, which we sort of miss in movies now sometimes. Yeah. And, but I think that really goes into the overall praise and approval of this movie because this is a a fact and it does not have to go into our or affect our rating at all. But I do want to mention that this is a hundred percent movie on Rotten Tomatoes and by it's critics. By critics. And by, by audience. And by audience it is eighty percent. Yeah. But I bring this up because it is the most reviewed film to hold a hundred percent rating. Wow. Most a hundred percent ratings have about nine or like 
50 to 90 right. max like ratings by critics but this one has over 200 wow. and it's still a hundred percent impressive yeah that's definitely impressive all right anything you want to talk about <laughs> i mean oh i was supposed to um and you can tell me <laughs> i was supposed to talk about the the beekeeping tiktok but i think that goes a little bit into spoils no what beekeeping tiktok i don't know what that well means. this has this movie has beekeeping yeah is that spoiling no okay you want to you want to watch a uh tiktok about a beekeeper no not really what do you mean hmm? she scoops up bees with her hands all right well well like, and then she carries around queen bees just yeah. randomly. Well, I know, but we're not we're, we're not uh, a TikTok reviewing site. We're, well, maybe we I'm should be. Yeah, well, then you start another one. Let's stick to the movie. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you. Uh, I'm disappointing you. All right. <laughs> I'll go on to our last section and then we can get Do you in. want to talk about any of the side characters that were in this movie? There weren't that many. Well, there were a handful. They were important. Um, well, like who? The guy. What guy? The guy that let them stay in his house on his farm. Oh. His Christmas tree farm. Yeah. Yeah. What about him? Well, I'm just saying he was... He was there. ...an important character. And then the woman who let them stay in her uh, RV... Yeah, she was nice. Not nice, but, you know, she, you got to talk about her role. The weird kid with the rabbits. Weird kid with the rabbits, right? That was a little weird. That was a, that was a strange little sequence there. Teaching people how to hold rabbits at ceremonies. Yeah. yeah. So, interesting. Oh. Well, I hope people are having fun. Okay. What else is there to say about the side characters? Well, I just was wondering whether... And then the, the lady that helped place them? I mean, I, I think the, the the strongest performances were Ben Foster and Thomason McKenzie. Yeah. I, like, all other performances, just like, I, I was really just her, focused her on them. Her name is Thomason? Thomason? Yeah, Thomason. Yeah, that's her name. And her name in the movie was Tom? Yeah. So in the movie, she used her real name. I mean, her nickname, technically, yeah. Well, that's interesting. All right. She's from New Zealand. Interesting. She didn't have a New Zealand accent. Yeah. But you also, she, we also know her from Jojo Rabbit. Oh, was she in Jojo Rabbit? She was the Jewish girl living in their house. Was she? I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. How interesting. Same person. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, she was good in that, too. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I think I think she has a future. Yeah, she's in an upcoming movie that I'm really excited for. Oh, I think she's going to be in a lot of movies. She is set to portray um, American gymnast Carrie Strug. Oh, that's a mistake. <laughs> Why? I think she's too tall. Carrie Strug is tiny. I don't know. Most gymnasts are. Aren't they? Huh? Aren't they? Oh, yeah. Tall? She was just tiny. She was 4'7". Or she is 4'7". I don't know why I'm talking about her like she's 
dead. Well, isn't isn't this actress much taller than that? Yeah, she's five five. Hmm, you're gonna have to cut her off at the knees. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, good luck with that role. <laughs> Maybe the end of her career. I don't think so. But anyways, best of luck to her. <laughs> so the last part of this podcast, I always like to bring up my favorite uh, quotes that you have during the movie. Oh. And you were pretty focused throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. But you did start at the beginning when you were just opening. The movie was opening on the forest. Mm-hmm. You said, and them living in the forest. You said, off the grid. That's what we're going to do. And my question is, who is we? The whole family. N- not a chance. Mm, we'll see. I love Wi-Fi. How would we... No. I work a nine-to-five remote job. Would that... That's not going to work. This is going to be very remote. Yeah. It would be very remote. Get a satellite t- phone. Dad, you would not survive. Oh, yeah. Of I will. I watch Survivor. And naked and afraid, so. And Survivor Man and Bear Grylls. I got, I've got mad skills. <laughs> You're just absorbing that information from your couch. Mm-hmm. Last part of the podcast, let's okay. get to rating. Um, and also sleep scale. So first, I'll ask, did you fall asleep? I did not. Did I? I, I thought you did at one point. I don't think so. I, I or I might have just gone, Dad, are you asleep? And then yeah, you went, but I was Meh. awake. No, I don't think I fell asleep at all. Nice. Do you know is, why? Because the movie was good. It was good. And I didn't do an edible. Okay. <laughs> and let's get to our rating. What do you rate this movie out of 10? This time, this week, we're going to change things up and I'm going to let you go first. Oh, okay. Hmm. So, I am torn because in terms of like rating this on my personal interest scale... I liked this just the same amount that I liked No Sudden Move in terms of enjoyability. Who is in No Sudden Move? It literally wasn't that long ago since we watched it. Yeah. That was Benicio Del Toro and Don Chico. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was good. So, I think I gave that movie a, a 7. But also, I just liked... Thomas and Mackenzie so much in this movie that I might give it a 7.5. Interesting. So. Are you going to stick with that? That's my rating. Well, finally, we are closer than normal. Um, Mm -hmm. I would have given this movie a 7 as well, but because of how strong the subject matter was, Mm -hmm. I'm giving it 8. Oh, nice. I think it's an important movie to watch and mm-hmm. an important thing for people to think about. So Yeah, and it was, it was just a very peaceful watch, you know? Mm-hmm. It was a good topic yeah. and had some, like, I won't spoil it. No, 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 no. Good dialogue. Well. From Thomason. From Thomason, yeah. Let's end this. Do you want to do our outro? No, what's that? Why I ask you this every time, and you every time you say no. What is it? It's just saying where we watched this film and saying uh, goodbye. We watched it on TV. We watched it on Hulu. Oh. oh so see. leave no trace. Twenty eighteen. You guys should watch it. It's on Hulu.
And that's all all we have. That's it. That's that's this podcast episode. We're wrapping up our tenth episode. Are we gonna go celebrate now? Uh, I think we just did. All right. <laughs> have a. What was I gonna say? Um, My brain just you're, farted. You're gonna say have a good night. Oh, really? I don't know. Well, have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.